The cat just ran away. It's too loud. Start! (laughs) Yahoo! Hello, it's Mouse and Weens. True! I'm Mouse. I am the married one down in San Diego with all the kids. I'm Ween, and I am the illustrious, exciting single one in the mysterious world of Hollywood. (laughs) I decided to, instead of being like, oh, I'm single and alone. I'm like, I'm having a great time. Good. Turning the tables, bitches. You are. Just kidding. This is called the grass Not is bitches. greener episode, right? Let's, the grass let's... is greener. The grass is wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. You're Thank quick you. today. I like hey. it. Oh, so, the grass is greener. All that rain. <laughs> it really has something to do with rain. Oh, uh, yeah. Turning the grass greener. Have you noticed? It does happen. Are you like wasting away up there? Not wasting, washing. No, away? everything. LA is a not a rain friendly town because everything just pools up. If I showed you pictures, it would just be massive, like all yeah. up in the Hollywood Hills. It just like buckets of dumping. All the garbage cans are knocked over, and then there's just like raging waters pouring down the hills and. There's no drains that are good. It just pools up everywhere. Lots of pools. Did I mention the pools? <laughs> Did you have flash flood warnings and all that stuff? Because we had that down here. Oh, no. I think, those? well, you know what? I really have not been in social media or news at all. I'm That's in a bubble. Good. I have no idea what's going on in the world. Good. I didn't I know the it was whole... the Super Bowl today. No oh. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have, I have uh, one hour to record because we have to go to a party. Have to? Have to. Have to. to. I have the sweet and sour meatballs. I have to bring them. Have to. No, but I got the emergency warning on my phone yesterday. I mean, it stopped all all everything because of flash floods and you guys get mudslides. Oh. Yeah. It was was like sideways rain down here. It was crazy. And then three more days of it. So I just canceled all my garden lessons this week so I can have a free week to get everything ready for the next week when it doubles up. <laughs> so what happens? Okay, so what does the rain do to you? Does it bring good memories and do you think of like, I dig it. Yeah, I love the rain. I think it's great. Just but it's weird as an adult. I'm like I don't get as excited to put on my galoshes and go splash around. I thought I would always be that way. <laughs> I'm not. Aww. But my kids are. It's cute. So I'll go out with them a little bit. But yeah, yesterday Toby and Charlotte went out, put on all their rain gear, ran down the hill. And they came speeding back up with the dog, too. And they're freaking out. I'm like, what happened? And Toby goes, Mom, all these gophers were popping out of the holes. <laughs> so, I'm like, what? Aww. So he went, because I hate gophers for the whole garden thing. And we're always trying to trap them or it's send like them away. Shack. Yeah, he went and got this big bucket that he could fill with water and a bat, a baseball bat. Oh, God. And he was going to go down and whack a mole. This future and- serial killer. <laughs> no, but I was encouraging it because okay. I put gopher traps down there anyway. I'm like, oh, this will make it easy. Let's get them. So oh, God. We-, we were pouring water in the holes and seeing if they'd pop up. And of course, he wasn't going to actually get one. I think he just liked to think he was. Oh, I don't know about this. He wouldn't have really done it. He wouldn't have really done it. He's- really? Yeah, no. Joe, he- now I'm going to be upset advocating 
the killing gophers of, oh yes. you can have them i will trap them and bring them to your house they can play around your backyard honestly they give us sprained ankles and they eat all my vegetables and they're horrible they're just little guys trying to live in i know the bros hang the out not in my yard all right. Well, um, maybe there's know, a natural way you can coax them out, like the Pied Piper of Poway. I do. <laughs> I'm often out there in my little loincloth and, and flute. And, f- and um, Oh, she is a flautist. Did you know? That's um, right. Can we insert you right here playing a song? Now I'm going to force her to go uh, later and record a song on your flute, okay? Okay, It is right. the first version of anything. You can't practice it. You just have to play the oh. first thing, okay? <laughs> okay. And insert right. now. Okay, now we're back, and we have no idea what that sounded like because we're going to do it in post-production, which means it hasn't happened yet, but it right. probably was amazing. Yes. I imagine it's like the beginning of the Beastie Boys songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could try to you can attempt to do that. All right, I'll try. So tell me... How I really haven't talked to you in about a week and a half. I know it's been very lonely and sad. Mm. But uh, tell me what you've been doing, please. Finishing up garden lessons and dealing with kids, and I don't know. We have two birthday parties coming up that I have to plan. My middle kid and my baby kid. They're they were born a week apart, four years apart, but. Yeah, all that jazz. We're going to go skiing soon. Just kind of planning, getting stuff together. How about you? I want to hear about your worky stuff. Did the rain affect all the shoots? Yeah, I mean, it just, you get through it, but they have things like a, I just got sad, kind of. I have to tell you because, Why? well, having a life without kids, you, like, generally speaking, it is different because you're not preparing for a lot of fun things seen through the eyes of a little one like the puddles and the rain with the kids and the just all the things that you must be doing all the time that have to do with excitement and fun and classes and suckers and playing in the rain and getting ready for birthdays and it's a really weird life when you don't have kids because you really are just so self-focused I get it, but then on the other side, the grass is greener. I look at your life and I'm like, oh, how is that to just, all you get to worry about is yourself. That's wonderful. All the pressure's off. You can just like have one life and one calendar and one job. And, you know, I'm just juggling all the time over here. I feel like I really am just paddling to keep above water all the time. And I... It would be exhausting. I forget things all the time, and I feel like I'm disappointing everybody all the time, and I'm just never good enough, and the guilt, and the whole thing. So I would love to swap. We could Freaky Friday this shit right now. Let's do wow. it. What, what think, was the put, magic word they did? Put your toe in a puddle, your left toe, <laughs> and we'll say that, I wish I could have your life. Okay. <laughs> I just watched the one with, uh, this is what I do, because... Uh, <laughs> I just watched the Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan, and they found it in a fortune cookie at her Chinese That's right. restaurant. We just watched that one too, like a few hey. weeks ago. But uh, didn't yeah, you like I mean Lindsay Lohan in that wasn't she good? She was like a good little actress. She's a good, uh, yeah. Like what happened? Poor Lindsay. Well, she probably still is a good actor. I think it's just some people mm-hmm. handling fame too young, and she, yeah, the partying. 
Yeah. Certain kooky parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. wackadoodles. Her dad was on that celebrity rehab. I remember watching him, and he was such right. a attention whore. Right. Yeah. He like that's funky. your dad. That's your role model. Who Boy. needs to be on a reality show with their drug problems or alcohol? I can't remember what yeah. it was. And then her mom is a complete piece of work too, with the wanting piece to of be work. Young and she's sexy. a real piece of work. <laughs> she sure is a piece of work. Oh, snappy. Oh yeah, yeah. No. So anyway, um, I think if you ever want to trade, honestly, I will um, go in and just we won't tell anyone. We'll just show up and try to pretend to be the other person and. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even explain it. Just show up. Show up. Oh my God! What would I do in your job? I would just have to. We just have to swap phones, and then I think you'd be could. fine. I'm. I've been. I think that anyone could do my job, really. If you, I so know, you would probably man. be fine. It's a lot of. Uh, I'd yeah. be ordering gaffers and grippers and <laughs> the wrong cooling tents and porta potties i don't know <laughs> like you have to gappers. set up everything you're like a wedding planner but it changes every second day you're planning another wedding like it's a lot right? of wedding planning and yes on the film shoots you are um it's a lot of like i think i've found oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word i was gonna say <laughs> Well, I remember that this, you know, I'm trying to figure out what exactly my purpose is on this earth still, which I think is a lot of horse shit to say. I don't know, because I think maybe it's also just paying attention. I'm reading a book right now called mm-hmm. How to Be a Badass with Money or You Are a Badass with Money. It's the same Ooh. girl that had the bestseller that's like, You're a Badass. That was her okay. title, where it's bright yellow with just writing on the front. Okay. And, uh, but yes, I need to, it's like when you found that, what was it? Finance finances for dummies, and you thought that was hilarious when when I was reading that. Why was that so <laughs> funny? I? Yes, you were like thought it was hilarious. I don't What's know. What's so sorry. funny about that? I just I guess it's the oxymoron part of the thing. <laughs> Why emphasis on moron? Just kidding. No, I don't know. I don't even remember the moment. Did I do that? Sorry. I thought I, it, I think it's empowering to start at the bottom of trying to learn finances. No, I agree. I agree. Maybe I'm just laughing at the title. It's just no. the dummies. It's like it works somehow. They marketed the crap out of those series, but yeah, it is weird. I have one called um, "Organic Chicken Farming for Dummies." So oh, there you nice. go. That's cute. But um, anyway, it was so the badass. Purpose. Yeah can't remember where that was going. I think it had something to do with, what was I just saying before? Well, work and, like, what is your purpose? Oh, yeah. How she was like, I'm 40. I'm writing this book. I always knew I wanted to be a writer, but I spent 40 years basically saying, I don't know. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be here to do. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you spent less time in self-doubt and not knowing and just paid attention, if you really are more like me, moron <laughs> like just kidding. hey you have to watch you're the words not. you say too by the way i know i'm not and i have to I'm watch kidding. no but, you're not um, a moron or a dummy i was making fun of the title of the book hey shut you. up would you <laughs> just kidding no but I if think you, you hey would you just, i'm, I'm gonna, trying to make no, a point i want to interrupt right now because oh, i want to say that i think you are very woke and you're well read and you find things you want to learn about and you seek them out and you learn them thank like, you i'm putting my head in the sand over here i'm like i finished college i'm done i don't need to learn anything i know everything which is so stupid and i need to get enlightened like you i i really 
um, give you a lot in that department. I think you are thank you very smart, very street smart, book smart, and willing to learn smart. So hey, no, thanks. I never think you're dumb. Well, okay, but I will just say, and this is not a mutual toodaloo fest, but um, <laughs> you know, you will learn something forward and backwards, such as the gardening. You did not know much about gardening probably three or four years ago, or as much, and you just went full force, and now you know about. Butterflies, mm-hmm. gardening, the <laughs> chrysalis process, photosynthesis, <laughs> all of the sisses. Um, no, you did. You fully immersed yourself in it and you know tons. Mm. And so you're maybe more hands on learning it forward, front and back, and I'll just like dive into books and try to get a general sense and then start rolling on it. But yeah. um, I get obsessive about a subject and yeah, I have to learn everything about it and then I move on. And You know what I kind of do too though? I got obsessed with sociopaths and narcissists and I was mm. like, I read four or five books on it and watched all these YouTube videos and read all these articles and now I feel like I have a grasp on it. And uh, anyway, that was like an obsessive two and a half weeks and then it was near-death experiences and that was a couple months so See, anyway but don't you love that don't you love getting yeah. super into something and like so excited to find out more and read and yeah i love that i think that's what our life purpose is is just to go in these little waves of what you're interested in now the money part of it is the difficult part because yeah you know if we could just generate money out of something we're interested in every six months that'd be great but yeah I don't know. Such don't know as to... your job at the garden. They should pay you for it. We were talking about this before, yeah. and I know we don't want to get into it, but you should be paid. You've done free work for a long time. Yeah. If and it would... people out there who are pseudo full-time volunteers must know this feeling where you want to be altruistic and just give back, give, 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 give. But then after so many years, there's some pushback. I mean, you finally want to get a little worth value out of it and the accolades are great people are so nice and i've gotten awards and mentions and all these nice things and thank you cards and it's wonderful but you know at some point you get a little itch to be like okay i need to get back in the system i need a w2 i just want to be also it's a sign of appreciation like what this whole thing of being like altruistic and spiritual and not needing money or wanting money for it. It's like you're giving a trade. You should be paid for the services, period. Our whole, and that's what I'm reading in this book, our whole, like everything is surrounded by money. And and it's not just in this American culture. It's, well, I mean, maybe there's some like Papua New Guinea places, but overall it's just that we, I mean, think about how money is not attached to anything. Like going out to take your friends out or taking a walk. You want your credit card in the back pocket just in case. Or like right. think about when you've left the house without your wallet or your money. It just right. doesn't happen. Right? Right. You feel powerless. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't do anything if and there, I needed to. Yeah. If some emergency situation, like everything, to get an ambulance, mm-hmm. to get an Uber, to get, you know, whatever. Right. So right. it's great yeah, to and- say you're above it or whatever, but we should... It's just the way the world works here. Yeah, yeah. And I think just generally speaking, too, I'm getting just kind of antsy being a stay-at-home mom when, you know, I spent so many years getting this great education and doing this nice career, and I could kind of go in four or five different paths with it right now if I wanted to, but, you know, still wanting to commit to this volunteer job and feeling like, eh, if if the value's not there, then maybe it's time to find something else and... 
And then, yeah, as a stay-at-home mom, it's hard to just not be in the system anymore, you know? Like I went to Target or somewhere pseudo recently and tried to open up just a store credit card because it was like, oh, you could save $80 if you get this, whatever it was. And so I filled out the thing, but because I haven't had a job in so many years, they were like, oh, I'm sorry, you, you can't get the store credit card. And I'm like, what the fuck? I... I should be able to get a freaking store credit card. So that really... She got rejected from Cold Stone Creamery's credit card. Right. (laughs) Give me my freaking flyers, damn it. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Just that's on my mind right now. And so I need to figure out what I might want to do. So, you know, move over. Can I come help you? Sorry, I just cut you I'll be your co-person. That was horrible. I don't want to ever hear that again. That's what you say. I just stepped over exactly what you said. What was it? Say it out loud again. Get in the game, girlfriend. That was horrible. I'm glad (laughs) I talked over it because I don't want to hear that ever again. (laughs) Girlfriend. Anyway. Yeah. I know. I just had someone who reached out to me because I have a lot of footage of Angelo from the David Bowie tour, Hmm. the Fishbone singer Angelo. And someone is doing a documentary on him. So she reached out to me and asked for my footage. And part of me was like, man, I'm just going to give up. You know, I could charge or, and then part of me goes, just be altruistic, like you're saying, and just give someone else. Uh, I didn't ask what her budget was. I I should always open it by, like, do you have a budget? That's a good question. I know. And I don't do it. I just give my, but... That's a hard one, too. It's like valuing. Yeah. At some point, it's valuing yourself. It really is. Right. But then again, in this case, I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't well, know. We talked about this in our jealousy episode where it's like, oh, we should all just help each other because, you know, everyone's going to remember and then help you later in life. But that documentarian's probably going to take your footage and take off and that's the last you'll hear of it or see of it and it may not ever help you and they might end up like it might be you know win an oscar and suddenly your footage is in there and you're like that has happened to people that i know like oh that song i wrote over to them and now their song is in some big movie that happened to do well and they're like fuck i wrote that off for no money yeah anyway that's tough. Well, it's a weird in-between place of how to value yourself and how to also not be totally a miser about things. Right. Yeah. I follow that Fishbone fan page, too, because we did our episode with him. And they are on the top 50 of documentaries for that Everyday Sunshine documentary. Yeah, really? It's some that's list, like net- Netflix or something. I don't know, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this might be a big documentary. The girl who's doing this one is Tisa Zita, I think, from Utah. Mm. And uh, I don't know much about it. Old Soul Productions, and we'll see. I hope she does cool. well. I'm going to freely give my footage, and we'll, I, you know, whatever happens. I'll get credit for it in the credits, but... Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, at least, yeah, you should maybe make a contract and say, you know, my name needs to be at least two inches tall or something like that. Just like like don't a they giant do that? name. Yeah. But with like confetti <laughs> that pops out like on your iPhone. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like little dancing elves. I, I like me. that. Yeah. Me too. Your farm dance with the yeah. big knees. Yeah. Favorite dance ever. Oh so, my gosh. How's everything else? Kids are good. Kids are good. Um, 
I don't know. We went for a walk this morning, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to do all our social media, so I always have my phone on me. And my husband got really mad at me. He's like, would you put that thing down? And I'm like, sorry, sorry, just something popped up. And I just looked at it really quick. Okay, yeah, I'll put it down. He goes, because what kind of message are you sending our kids with with the phones? And you're always on your phone. I'm like, I'm really, I don't feel like I am, but I suppose I just check it a lot. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, yeah, I think I need to set some hard and fast rules for myself with the phone. But it's tough. It's like a part it's of crazy. business nowadays. But yeah. But it doesn't have to be. I don't know. So Dave is very traditional. He runs his law firm with no social media. They have a website, and that's it. And Mm -hmm. occasionally he'll log into someone else's account that works there to check people on LinkedIn when he's hiring or whatever. But really, he doesn't have anything. He is off the grid on um, social media. So is is that a libertarian kind of mindset or keep yourself out of government or... I don't know. I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah, like nobody needs to know my information. If they need to find me, they can find me the old-fashioned way. They can look me up. You know, I'm Googleable. They can, like, find his work phone number and contact him. But he's been like that forever. I mean, I've known him since 94. And even his uh, all his high school buddies were trying to plan their reunion, and they had to come find me first and (laughs) to get to him. You know, and I was trying to connect them. So I don't know. It's just, you know, he's got one extreme view of it. And I'm But what does on he think? It's just side. dumb. It's just like a waste of time. And yeah. And he teases me. He's like, what are you, 14? What are you doing? And no. I'm like, no, you don't understand, especially with podcasting. It's like such a, a you know, e medium. Everybody's on social media. How are you going to find people to listen? Like, you have to promote. And it's. Yeah. I and mean, he's like, I get it. I get it. But. I don't know. At the same time, he's like, but you're teaching your kids that... But the kids are already there. They're already... Right? I know. That's what I'm thinking. And they have YouTube channels, and they've got more followers than we do. You know, like, I don't know. But then I don't want them to necessarily go down that path either, where they see mom on her phone, and like that's the only way you can be worthy in your job, which is an internet-y type of job. I don't know. I'm not saying this well, but I'm just at this, like, another crux. But of- it's kind of the way of the future. So, I mean, if you're sitting around just chatting with your girlfriends on Facebook all day, I think that's different than right. you're on social media to promote. I mean, I've seen everybody does it that uses it for business. It's just the yeah. way it is. It's and just the way it is. Yeah, it's kind of, that's it. So, right. unless you have a job that's like Dave's where you don't have to do that. Right, you, I know. You know. Well, now, where do you stand with it? Because you've been really hot on it and then cold on it. And where are you now? I don't know. I feel myself getting... I haven't done anything on Facebook in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think the last few things I put up were just... I get mad about animal abuse and stuff. And I put a few things up and then I just dropped off the grid. And yeah. uh, and it looks really depressing if you were actually trying to friend me and be like, what is she at home? Oh, God. <laughs> Angry cat lady over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, Peta worker. I know, it does. Oh, but no, but I that's sort of passionate. That's good. I don't know. I think I've gone into this weird little hole of just kind of cutting it's to me it's really overwhelming, I think, to spend mm-hmm. a lot of time. I'm in a different well, place right now. I'm in a weird place. No, but why 
do you think it's weird? I think it's probably healthy that you're I've focusing just said, on yourself. And sorry, I don't mean to yawn. That's really great radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in a place where I'm really working on like getting out of the stuck mindset, all the old patterns of how you think and how you behave, mm-hmm. and how I just want to change and like grow so I'm sort of taking away all the a lot of the extra um what's that word not inertia but all the distractions I guess Mm -hmm. and I'm just bringing it down to my little house in my world and immediate friends and family and just like focusing on how to change for the better And I think all that other stuff. I just don't have time either. I'm at this job all the fucking day. Excuse my French. but (laughs) All the live long day. All the live long day. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm shucking clams. I'm I'm talking to Bert and Hoot down at the market. It really takes up a lot of time in the live long day. (laughs) Hoot and Bert. (laughs) Do you know that Bert and Ernie came from, guess, can anyone out there guess? Ooh. Bert and Ernie. Uh, Laurel and Hardy? Hey! <laughs> Am I right? Nope. Oh. It came from, uh, what's that? Uh, An orange thing? and a banana? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guess what my favorite? Okay, wait, let's finish this thought. Uh, <laughs> it is the thing called, the thing? It is, it is the thing called. <laughs> you know that Christmas story where the guy has the wings You'll get oh, your yeah. Wings. It's a wonderful life. Yes. Okay. Bert and Ernie are the cops that go in there. Oh. Yeah, that's where they got it from. That's I think. cute. Apparently, Jim Henson loved that movie. We got to fact check that. Fact check. Jim Henson did, in fact, like the movie It's a Wonderful Life. But according to Muppet.fandom.com, while Bert and Ernie's names have often been linked to those of the cop and the cab driver in this movie, Jim Henson and others have always said that it is just a coincidence. Apparently, Bert's and Ernie's names were picked just because the creators and writers liked them, they fit the characters, and they sounded good together. Kind of like us. So it's debunked. And we're back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, can we take a quick break and oh, yeah. uh, hear about our podcast friends? Yes or no? You're asking me or the world? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I get it. The Rise of King Silas. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit the rise of King And we're back. Hey! <laughs> Guess who's not back? Carol Channing. Oh. Who? What's wrong with this place? Diamond Diamond Girl's best friend. Oh. We have another old lady died. Out. Shout out to Carol Channing. <laughs> That's sad. Um, she another- was. Another. Wonderful Bright light. woman in entertainment. Bright who, light. Uh, yeah, we love her. She's great. She she, was she, in her she's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how she sounds. <laughs> I love your impressions. Thanks. You've got some good ones. Uh, not if so you much. could do any sort of character on stage right now, what would it be? <laughs> uh, Ernie. <laughs> you would be Bert. I think we would be good as 
would be the straight man. I said snug. We have a tape of Joelle Mouse when she was a kid. We have a tape when you're probably six and I'm four or something. How? What's our age difference? Something like that. We're four years. Six and two. Yep, that would be it. But uh, (laughs) not two because they don't talk yet. But somewhere around that, like six and eight. And uh, what was the one? She just said, wait, six, seven, eight. Wait a second. You get it. Four and eight. Golly. Yeah. Remember that part when you said I was so smart? There's a, a tape when we were talking. You said, what did you say? You say it again. I don't know. I it was think like at Christmas reading... when he threw yeah. up the sash, the book that is a night before Christmas and yeah, all through the house. Yeah, night before Christmas. That's it. The children were nestled all snug in their beds. And then I paused. I said snug. <laughs> but she had a really, but you nasally. always had like a nasally voice. So, I said snug. <laughs> like a stuffy it always nose sounded like a stuffy nose and a kind of low voice and real close to the microphone. She liked to really get sensual and close. <laughs> and hey, you I know what? Well, let's yeah. let's digitize those and put them somewhere because those are hilarious. This was our very first radio show way back when. We really we did. did. We used to go and insert music into there back in the days when you had cassette tapes and you used to be able to push record on your cassette tape and then put on the the FM radio and it would record right. on your cassette so you could switch and you it from would get the DJ talking and you'd be so mad that he cut off your song just like yeah, I cut off you. they Sorry. always talk over the top it was I don't understand why people do that all the time why would they <laughs> I don't know so uh, but yeah um, I know but I remember can I talk about you you were oh. such a soft and mild tempered child and then I think you got boobies and you got all sassy Remember that? <laughs> yeah, they started growing in sixth grade. Oh my god! I, but you, when did you get that sass? Well, I think it was ninth grade, maybe when yeah. I started getting boy attention and being interested in boys, and suddenly I was fancy. And yeah, you like didn't want to hang out anymore. I'm sorry. I'm Just still happens. So upset about this. Just kidding. I'm not ovaries and. Brain chemicals, but no, I remember sixth grade. When did your boobies start growing? Was it sixth grade? Oh, I probably at two. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Little chublets. Yeah. Oh, what? What? Um, do you remember your first bra? I don't remember any of the stuff. I don't remember periods. I don't remember birds and the bees talk. I don't remember anything. I just remember. I wore a tampon. I didn't know that you're supposed to stick it up inside, so I wore it like half hanging out. It was the most un- for like two years. The same one? No, I'm just kidding. No, but it was. I didn't. I don't know how I missed that, or if I was. I don't know so how much we should get mom to verify this. I don't know how much I just didn't listen, or how much I didn't want to talk, or how much she didn't talk distracted. About maybe like you heard it, or or just don't remember. It was a long time ago. But how would you not know to push the cardboard together so the tampon gets <laughs> tampooned up inside and not half hanging out your cuckoo? Like a wine cork, after like you a put wine it back cork that you sit day. on all day. That's just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, this is gonna. Did you read the instructions in the box? I mean, to me, I that was am like, not the best instruction reader. 
it was oh I like memorized it in all four languages I would read that instruction thing back and forth and then I always thought it was strange the diagram that they showed the lady only had one leg it was like a cross section (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I don't know I was just fascinated by that part too but yeah you have to push it all the way in there it was clearly said well, maybe uh, I just didn't read the box, and that would explain a lot of things in like <laughs> thereafter. Not reading instructions, hey, always helps. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm just remembering um, all that happening. So my boobies started growing at sixth grade, and remember, Dad, remember him? Uh, um, oh, that's sad. <laughs> he was our PE teaching, science teaching dad, who. Um, was always around after school and stuff like that. So he made me a, um, well, first of all, we were kids of a PE teacher. So instead of, you know, playing inside a lot, we're always outside. We're always playing sports, running around. And I remember at 173, which was our old house number, um, playing baseball in the backyard and learning how to slide into bases and learning how to slide in head first. And you and I, we used to play and when my boobies started growing, sliding started hurting. Uh, and that was so sad to me. I couldn't be like a boy and slide anymore. That really bummed me out. sucks. Right? You, was and, it, so I was there too. I don't have any memory of this. Yeah. We were always playing baseball in the backyard. Our teeny tiny little backyard. So it was a very small Aww. little diamond. But yeah, we'd play baseball and we'd have to do push-ups and sit-ups when we got in trouble. And Would dad play with us? Yeah, yeah. He was out there showing us how to do stuff. Okay, basketball, wait. How? Remember taking the basketball to school all the time? Mm. Riding bikes. Was our yes. dad present in our childhood, like super involved in our lives for I a think, period of time? I think that he was, yeah, we'd all get home from after school. It would be like, you know, snacks and, okay, girls, let's, you know, do your stuff and get us going on things. And then he'd probably sidle out to do his stuff because he was always doing a side hustle, writing or, or reading or, you know. Or acting. Something. There was some weird woman in our living room once in high <laughs> heels and a brown trench coat with rouge, <laughs> like big apple doll cheeks. And they were like practicing some scene from like uh. Shanley or something and and it was so weird. I'm like, who's this woman? Why is she in our living room? Why is she all dressed up? Why are they talking romantic things to each other? I didn't understand. Uh-oh. So weird. It was acting. He took all sorts of yeah acting classes, and he had an agent and a clinic and this whole thing. So, um, yeah, he would be doing random scenes with people sometimes. That was always odd. Did that happen but- often? I just remember that one woman in our living room. Yeah, Boy, I did don't that stir me a lot. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> don't remember the tampon or boobs, but you remember the trench coat. Yeah, Ooh. the trench coat woman. Watch out. Just someone's in your <laughs> living room suddenly, and like everything's normal, and then there's this woman in high heels standing there with rouge. So confusing. <laughs> and it's not well, your mother. And that was at the height of watching Sesame Street. So you probably didn't trust him and thought he was the, would you like to buy an O oh, yeah. kind of person. Right? Round <laughs> and neat. Do you remember that Muppet? Anyone from when yeah. you try to sell O's to, it'll cost you just a nickel, a nickel, shh, a nickel, right. Remember that? We had that record too. Did anyone have the Sesame Street record? Oh, so good. Yeah. Such good, good songs. Anyway. Maria, yeah. Louise. Uh, Gordon, I had a special place in my heart for Gordon. You liked him bald? 
Yeah, yeah, bald and mustachy. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was on there? Or that's the no, other guy you like? Oh, Gordon. He's a current Gordon. bald mustache man. Hey, you know, I don't think that we knew a whole lot of racism until later, right? Because we had yeah. Sesame Street was a great trainer-upper of multicultural right. show. And then, like, we had friends. No, you didn't, though. I think I was more of the diverse one. No, I one. did. <laughs> Just I was, no, I was buddies with... Um, Asia, she was my friend. Remember Asia and Super? Her brother's name was Super, and he was this really super athlete. Do you remember him? Is that why his name was Super? (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure it was a nickname, but yeah. But we we lived in a pretty, it was pretty a Caucasian upbringing overall. Yeah. Pretty much. We had had some, I don't know, Middle Eastern friends and Indian friends and... Yeah, we did. I Come never on. noticed it when we were younger, and I don't think I noticed it. I just noticed moving to Berkeley and Oakland, how it was just a big change of, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like Chinatowns and the, mm-hmm. and that was a big change. So it must have been, I mean, it was pretty much 80% white, probably where we grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it was when we were young. But then I loved moving to, going to UCSD and, yeah, seeing all the different nationalities and then working at a biotech where they would hire people from all over the world and getting good with accents and learning about countries and we would do all these different theme parties from holidays in different countries i just dug that i thought that was cool what a neat workplace all right do you want to tell us anything about the dreams that you've been having did you have oh my gosh that's so funny you asked me because i had a massive dream last night i haven't written down a dream in so long and i immediately came downstairs and wrote this whole dream down that's so funny you asked me that not funny did you have an intuition thing with that yes i did really yes did you okay so i even made dave read it but i had a dream last night that i was in this huge compound it was like an apartment complex like three stories high but all the way around and it was as big as a football field right and so it was like all these people live there in the middle the football field part was this beautiful courtyard full of trees and paths and you know stepping stones and benches and fountains fruit growing it was really pretty it was like garden of eden people milling around everybody was wearing white or beige or pink like little almost like scrubs and maybe it was a mental hospital now that i think about it where was i but i went to the end of this and walked into a building and it was like a a spa like a day spa and it was understood that as a resident of this place, you could go for free treatment. So there were all these people laying there getting massages, getting, you know, facials. All this was just provided. It was free. And so I walked through the spa and I turned and went into this restaurant. And it was also known that you got free food. So I sat down at this booth and a little bit in the distance, this, um, it looked like the monorail from Disneyland, pulled up and off of it came Uncle Jim, Aunt Beth, Uncle Mark, Uncle Bob, right? So these are all our dad's brothers and sisters. And uh, they came and sat down with me at the booth. And I immediately asked them, so how was it? Did you see him? And they had gone to heaven Aww. on this train. Yeah. This is like they, defending your life. Is it? Anyway, go ahead. I don't know that one. Uh, and they all said, yeah, don't give away any script ideas here, guys. This is my movie, okay? Just stating that. Um, they said, he's great. 
he is, you know, there, he's happy. Everybody there is about 20 years old. So everybody in heaven has their best body, their best health. Nobody's overweight. Nobody's underweight. Everyone's just like perfectly where they're supposed to be. Um, everybody wears like kind of like a, a fabric around their waist. So that's how everybody's dressed. Um, everybody has a job there. And your dad's job was to teach people how to be healthy and how to eat good foods. They still eat food there and everything. And even though they're they're healthy with their bodies, it was still his job to teach them and train them about that. Wow. And he, he was very happy there. Um, but he did get sad here and there. He did explain that he could have sad emotions and that he missed us, but that he knew time would go really fast and then we'd all be together. And, uh, and you know, that's what heaven was, that everybody has these jobs and that we're all going to be together again. It was really weird. And somehow I, you know, walked out and went back in through the courtyard and then I had to go to some meditation class and then I had some other, oh, my job was to do laundry. So I had to go first to meditation and then to go to laundry for all the residents of this place. And I remember my last thought before I woke up was, okay, as I'm walking to my meditation class, I'm like, I really have to tell Weens about this place because it's such a great place to live. And it's only, it's right outside of LA and it's only $81 a month. (laughs) (laughs) And all this stuff is included. And then I woke up. (laughs) Maybe it's like Ohio or something. That yeah. is so cool. That's so yeah. sweet. And you know what's crazy is I had super dad thoughts because I just watched that movie. Oh, fuck. Why can't I remember anything? It's <laughs> something's wrong with my brain lately, but whatever. It's called Upright. Was it, that, was it the link you sent me? Upside Down. No. The Upside. Oh. Yeah, with Brian Cranston and his yeah, caretaker, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah. It's not really that they were playing characters. But... um. It was so sweet, and it just reminded me. You'll see when you see the yeah. movie. So but, I saw the trailer. You emailed me that yeah. today, and I had never seen the trailer. It, was it a sleeper movie, or was it a big deal? What does that mean, a sleeper one. movie? I thought a sleeper movie I don't know. Movie like, nobody a, talked about it. Oh. oh. I think it means it's what like a, a small... Everybody talks. Um... Yeah, it was really good. Just watch it. I think right. it's going to win awards. It's going to be, what's his name? Cranston for sure. Here's okay. my predictions. I'm usually pretty good with this. Ooh, good. He will win Best Actor. And okay. the screenplay will get Best Screenplay. Wow. Is it one of the nominees up for these Oscars? I have no idea. Oh. I just would guess if it were, then it okay. would be. Ooh, maybe we should do a prediction on Oscars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that real quick? Sure, I don't know even what's going on. I don't know. I've Maybe really let's save it for the next one. Let's see if we can squeeze it okay. in before the next one. That'll be fun. All right. Well, I think okay. we are at our time. I need to go to my Super Bowl party. What are you doing today? Well, I just wanted to also say that I was listening to a near-death experience the oh, other night. Yeah, yeah. And it also was describing that, what you just said. It was very close to that. Really? Very Yeah. Well, See, I don't know anything about this. I really honestly haven't read many of these near-death experience things, nor have I studied any of this, like, where do we go after we die kind of nor thing. Nor do you give a shit, or do you? No, I do. I just haven't, I don't know. It hasn't, Delved into I haven't, it? yeah, been compelled to read a lot about it. So really, was it like that? Well, I mean, sometime we'll get into it, but I'm going to send you a link on this woman, Nancy Rines, R-Y-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. 
and she was an atheist who got run over. Some woman was texting and ran her over when she was on a bike ride. And uh, I think it was the anesthesia that took her out, and she went and amazing story about and you know is it the atheist goes to heaven quote-unquote thing where she came back she's like yeah they basically downloaded all this information i need to bring back and um, but it sounded a lot like that really well Ooh, in some ways I, have yeah, the chills. Yeah, I know it's really cool in that the well i talk about the shit all the time i mean it's like the veil is very thin your loved ones this is what all the people who've had near-death experiences is like mm-hmm. your loved ones are with you they they're with you all the time and our world is just an experience we've decided to incarnate this body and we chose all the life lessons we chose our family we chose the things the struggles the good things all so we could just experience whatever i don't want to get into it but um i'm sorry i see i feel like i go off on these tangents really about the dad thing it's like it's just cool yeah no, I feel like I feel like you do where our loved ones are always around us and I am constantly kind of calling on them a little bit whenever there's, mm-hmm. you know, people call it praying. I call it I talk to my dead homies and I yeah. imagine them somewhere holding hands and kind of like surrounding either me or someone that I'm praying for or whatever and sending energy down to them. And then mm-hmm. above them is like this light and that's like God or whatever you want to call it, you know, just a big good positive energy sending them energy to send down i don't know so that's my little imagery from that's cool who knows how much do you think of and be real honest about this how much do you pray for other people or do that with other people versus with can you please help me um i do it pretty often whenever i see something on facebook that's like oh i'm going through a rough time i do i stop and i close my eyes and i conjure up that image and i really send my energy toward whatever is needed I don't know. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe every other day I'll do it. That's yeah. really amazing. I People think I'm there. way more self-absorbed and I need to work on that. Get on Facebook. It'll yeah, pop things I up know. for you more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. All right. Well, fun. I'm excited to look that up. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch your movie too. Good stuff. Hey, go everybody watch that movie. See what yeah. you think. It's the upside. The upside. The upside. The upside, cool. question mark, the upside, period. Nice. Yep. Hey, um, also, I need to get better about this, but did you know that we put our show notes on our website? No. Yeah, so often I will kind of transcribe the episodes and write down inf- important information or links or whatever, and I put them in a tab on our website, mouseandweens.com, called show notes. So you can click it and read like what we were talking about. And I need to play catch up and do a lot more because there's, you know, several up there, but not all of them. Uh, but anyway. And Yay. Yeah, so that's there Good for people. Job. I hope everybody goes to our website and follows us on social media. But the main thing is to um, subscribe and tell your friends. Like, we got to get the word out. And then we need to uh, have some action on, on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever you call it. You know who's listening now is Matt, San Diego Matt. So hi, San Diego, Matt, Matt Thompson. You know what? He also knows Alan Alda. So we should put a little advice with Alan right now because he put 
Alan Alda in touch with me, so we got some advice that we can help everybody else. Alan, with, so fellow Alan podcaster, Alda. good. Wow. All right. Okay. So here's see Alan. You guys later. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye bye. Hi there. I'm Alan Alda, and this week I'm talking about advice for refrigerators. Now, if you have a refrigerator, number one, make sure that it fits in your house. Number two, make sure you get the French fucking doors, all right? Don't get these ridiculous top-bottom things. This is what happened. This is a true story. My cousin, who's a, a little person, and uh, he was he was in Under the Rainbow. He was actually Billy Barty's stand-in. You probably don't know who he is, but anyhow, so he was, uh, he was standing there, and he got whacked in the face by the lower part of the refrigerator. So what I decided to do was to tell him to chill the fuck out. I'm Alan Alda. Ha, ha, ha.